The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, September 20th, and today we're going to be discussing the fantasy value of one of the most exciting real-life point guards and a quite polarizing fantasy point guard, you might say, in John Morant. Plus, we will look at just how valuable or not valuable a few of our favorite late-round sleepers are. All of that and more is coming up in just a second. As we welcome in everyone listening on the podcast and watching live on YouTube, I am joined by Steve Alexander and the president slash founder of the John Morant Fantasy Managers fan club jared johnson <laughs> fellas what's going on what before we get into this what's going on i want to know what's going on with you guys anyone i'm good man i'm good i'm ready to talk about king john john morant defend his honor <laughs> from the smears i have been subject to while listening to this podcast well i, I mean i will say yeah jared jared is an avid listener as we've mentioned i think and so we occasionally get like I would say like notes almost. You're you're almost like giving us notes via Twitter recently <laughs> on on some of our uh, opinions. So we'll just get right into this, Steve. Are you ready? To, you ready to jump into this, Steve? We get feedback from Jared. He'll be like, "Hey guys, feedback." That's a great word. Just to FYI, um, your take on John Morant is total BS, and you guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I do not say love it. Jared. <laughs> love Jared. P.S. Capella. Okay. Capella. Uh, so just to uh, set, set this up, Steve and I were talking about Morant recently on the podcast. We were saying, I believe, that at his ADP, which is currently around 39 on Yahoo, we are not interested in drafting him in fantasy leagues. So I'll start by saying the why of that, and then I'll let you jump in, Jared. So to me, the big picture thing here is you're talking about a point guard who, based on his brief history in the NBA does not get many steals or threes for a point guard, right? 0.9 steals, 1.2 threes, very solid in points and assists, around 19 points, seven and a half dimes. At the same time, though, we go back to the downside because you're getting a 72.8% free throw shooter on six attempts per game. He's also got 3.2 turnovers a game last year. So for me, when I look at that whole thing, I I would rather take De'Aaron Fox, who's going on average four picks later than Morant, Fox averages six more points per game, basically the same assists. He gets more steals, more threes. He's a similar liability in free throws and turnovers. So what I keep coming back to before I get too far into this is it's not about not liking John Morant, the player. It's not about not ever drafting John Morant in fantasy. It's about I'm not going to draft him with as early as he is going. Okay. The reason this conversation came up is because you guys were discussing the uh, mock that I put together, industry mock. Uh, very early for our draft guide. And you said that you believed Job went too early in that draft. And you commented on how I probably in the comment section of the draft room said something along the lines of King Jaw. 
Yeah. And you used Fox as a counterexample. Cool. I mean, yeah, I would rather have Fox too. He went before Ja Morant in this draft. So let's get rid of that one. Well, ADP though, ADP, Jared, that's one draft. His ADP is after Ja Morant. So in, in the majority. There's no disagreement there. Okay. Okay. All right. Look, we're already agreeing. Sure. But let's take a look at, at where this pick took place. It was a 12-team league, and it came at the as the last pick of round four. Or if you want to make it the first pick of round five, I think those two are interchangeable. It is the same person who is making those picks. Now, the reason why I was looking at him at the time is because if we were to look at the point guards who came off the board after John Morant, I think it is intensely obvious that John Morant is the best point guard of the group. So let's just go through it. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. You can't use that because the same team drafted him. Let's get Morant off our uh, Brogdon off this list. Okay, next point guard is Terry Rozier. I don't think there's any. Are, would you like to defend Terry Rozier over over John Morant? I just love the fact that you use the term intensely obvious. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure the last time I heard someone say we, that. We, we have more names to go, so. Okay, carry on. Keep going. I have things to say about Terry Rozier, but I, I want to I wanna hear more, so carry on. Okay, so Terry Rozier, uh, Karis Levert. I don't think you could really say he's a point guard. Maybe you could make a case for him, but at, the, at round four seems a bit early, although Steve and I are quite high on Karis. Uh, Darius Garland, who I love him as a player, don't love that Ricky Rubio's on that roster, and he's reportedly going to play a ton, in quotes, minutes. That is from a beat writer in a recent report. D'Angelo Russell, um, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, you went with Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. a- and that's the list, sir. So of the of those players, not De'Aaron Fox, not Brogdon, who would you rather have than John Moran if you need a point guard at this section in the draft? I like Terry Rozier, but I don't really think of him as a, a like a point guard per se in fantasy because he's not like an elite assist guy. He's like a four assist per game guy. But I do like I do like Rozier overall. I could make the case I like him better than Morant overall, but Ooh. not as a fantasy point guard, not as a guy who, you know, I, I think you're another case you were making, Jared, was like this scarcity of assists, which I do understand that. Correct. And so uh, on that side of this coin, I do agree with you. I will personally take Lowry however many picks later than Morant. That doesn't mean one for one. I think Lowry healthy is a better fantasy player than Morant, but I think Lowry's less durable. He's older, um, obvious, a lot older, but, but one for one, like if both, if we're assuming health, I think Lowry on average will be a better point guard fantasy wise than John Morant, more threes, more steals, similar assists points are in the ballpark. I think, I mean, and I guess here's what I would ask. Like, are you projecting a big increase for John Morant? Because last year I looked this up, 41 point guards averaged more steals than he did. 60 point guards averaged more threes than he did. Now, only seven point guards averaged more turnovers than he did. He was eighth in assists among point guards, so I get that. But Mm -hmm. for me, I just look at year one to year two, and he actually became less efficient by quite a bit. He went from nearly 48 from the field to 45. Free throws went from nearly 78 to 73. His three-point shooting dipped. Points went up slightly, but assists and steals were basically identical. I I like to see year-over-year progression from young players. Like Jalen Brown, for example, that's a guy year-over-year. His numbers are escalating. I saw John Morant's numbers 
kind of eerily similar year one to year two. So that concerns me. And we should let Steve talk at some point. Is that point now? I mean, do you have something you want to jump in with? <laughs> uh, well, I just think it's funny that I'm looking at a draft that Matt and I are drafting in right now. We are in round six and in round five, I took Boucher, Chris Boucher. Uh, the next guy, Josh Lloyd, took De'Aaron Fox, who we were just talking about. Then Derek White went. Or no, I'm going. I'm going. No, no I'm going the right way. So then John Morant went in round five, and then it was Johnny Collins right before Matt Straub picked, and then Straub got Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, his guy. And that feels just about right. What did Basketball Monster have Ja Morant ranked at for last season? Does anybody have that pulled up? I don't care. I don't care because their rankings are wrong and we have our own rankings. Uh, we do not work for Basketball Monster. This is an NBC Sports Edge podcast. We put a lot of work into our rankings. And if you would look at our rankings, we have Ja Morant uh, combined amongst the staff at 71 overall. I personally have him at 54. That's exactly where he went in this draft. I think it's like pick 55 or, or something. That's right. Because assists matter. Assists are the are the second scarcest category in fantasy hoops. And I don't understand why we're so okay with Capella and we're not okay with John Morant. They both have words to their game. Um, but they are elite in specific areas. Capella being blocks, the rarest category in fantasy hoops. Morant being a top 10 player in assists. Both years he has been in the league. Now, um, I don't think you brought up turnovers, but I'm going to bring it up. Oh, I brought up turnovers. Okay. I don't understand why we're penalizing a guy who averages 7.5 assists for also averaging three turnovers a game. Now, if you would like a list of players who averaged at least 7.5 or at least seven assists and fewer than, than three turnovers per game from last season. Would you like me to read that list? It is Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. That is the entire list. Kyle Lowry. How about that? <laughs> oh, but the previous year, he averaged 3.1 turnovers. How about that? Okay, now let's look at the previous season. These are the players who averaged at least 7.5 cysts and fewer than three turnovers. Ricky Rubio, 8.8 to 2.7. Now, these next two names, I don't think I should be counting them because it's Damian Lillard with 8.1 to 2.9. I feel like rounding up is safe there. The next player is Devontae Graham, 7.5 to 2.9. I feel like rounding up is safe there. And the next player is Malcolm Brogdon at 7.1 to 2.4. The next season, this past season, it was 5.9 to 2.1. That's the list. So why are we getting so upset about Jaws' three turnovers when everyone in the top 20 averages three turnovers, except for like two players? Because it's the full package, Jared. It's, it's questionable percentages. It's no steals for point guard. 0 0.9 steals is really bad for, is really bad for a fantasy point guard. 1.23s is pretty bad for a fantasy point card. So I, I'm not, again, it's not that I won't draft him, but that like around 60 seems a lot more appropriate to me than 39 where he's going on average in drafts. I'm not going to, I don't think 39 is accurate. Like we haven't even got to the preseason yet. Okay. But to Steve's point, basketball monster, no, we don't work for them. It is a mathematical algorithm. Uh, had John Morant 206, 206, 206, 206 overall. 
last year. That's not accurate. No one would, no one would accept that. No one would accept that. But it's telling you something, though. It's telling you something, right? It, you don't have to take it at 206, but it's telling you that, wow, do I really want to be taking that guy 50th? I think that's fair to ask when you see that number. I don't. There's huge holes in his game. Huge holes in his fantasy game. There's not huge holes in his game when he's giving you 7.5 freaking assists a game, man. You're just completely ignoring that. And he's going to get better. He will get better in year three. Nine cats, bro. Jared, it's nine buckets. You know this. Fantasy basketball is nine buckets the way we play it. He fills up two of those buckets like better than average. The rest of them, he's a liability. Liability? Yeah. 0.9 0.9 steals for a fantasy point guard is a liability. 1.23s for a fantasy point guard is below average. 45% is at best average. 73% for a fantasy point guard is horrible on six attempts per game. So, yeah. I don't think he's going to be tanking your free throws. Let's not. Well, he did last year. He didn't. I had him. I didn't lose free throws. I had him and Capella, and I was not losing free throws consistently. Six attempts, 73% will hurt your free throw percentage in fantasy. You can't tell me otherwise. It will hurt it. It's not, Gian- it's not Giannis. It depends on the rest of your team. Here's the deal. If you're going to tell me, if you're going to tell me that John Morant is going to jump from 0.9 steals to 1.5 steals somehow. Not telling you that. No, no. Uh, let me just finish this sentence. If you're going to tell me he's going to jump from 19 points per game to like 22 per game. If you're going to tell me his assists are going to creep up to like eight plus. I mean, he's going too late if that's going to happen. Yeah. I'll say that. If, if we think he's going to make a big year three leap, maybe I'm discounting that. I'll... I'll own that maybe I'm I'm not paying enough attention to that possibility. If that's going to happen, he's too low and he should go higher. So if that if that kind of thing is going to happen, so I get that point. If you if you believe that this dude is going to make a big leap, then he probably should go around forty. So I, so that's where I may have a blind spot about John Morant. Final point on turnovers. It's not that I don't care about turnovers. It's that I don't care about turnovers if you're giving me top 10 numbers and assists. Like Devin Booker, I do care about his turnovers. He only gives you about four assists a game, but he's also giving you three turnovers. Like that bothers me. Um, Russell Westbrook, I care about his turnovers. Um, I don't care about Trey, Luca, James Harden, Kevin Durant, DeMontis Sabonis, Giannis, Stephen Curry, Paul George's turnovers. I don't. Um, and let me just go into Durant's, uh, sorry, Morant's durability. Uh, you said you would prefer Kyle Lowry, but I know that you are very, very uh, hesitant with injury-prone players, which Kyle Lowry objectively is. So in John Morant's first season, he only missed six games. Last year, he was diagnosed with a grade two ankle sprain at the beginning of the season, projected to miss three to five weeks. He only missed two weeks, which was eight games. And then after that, he didn't miss another game until the second to last game of the season, which came as a back-to-back set. I think that durability and assists are highly important things in fantasy hoops. And yes, I am expecting him to get even better in year three, just like he did in year two. Steve, you got you got something here? Uh, I, I, I do not um, foresee a huge John Morant upswing. I just don't feel like he's suddenly going to be way better this year than he was last year. And I do feel that way about other guys. So, but I, you know, I'm like Matt said, if we're wrong about that and he is going to increase his steals to 1.3 and he's, he's going to make 
some three pointers, then and what if he what if he becomes a good free throw shooter? Then if if all those things happen, then fifty is the right spot to, to to take him at. But if those things don't happen, I think I don't want him at fifty personally. So let's put let's put let's put the numbers on the table because I believe there's supposed to be a jersey bet involved here. <laughs> so I think I think the keys to Ja Morant you have identified it. He does the steals are an issue. I will I will grant you that. I'm not sure what the over under should be because it's been 0.9 for two years straight. But ah, maybe he can get to one. 1.1. Show me 1.1 steals. I would take the over on 19.5 points. I think that he can be a 28 guy this year. Maybe a steal. 20 points, eight assists, and a steal. A steal, maybe 1.5 triples. He averaged 1.2 last year. And that's why his percentages went down, because he took more threes. But I think that should be our our over-under. You you like those numbers? 19.5, Oh, wait. Now we're down to... I thought we were at 20 and 8. Well, I mean, I think that he could get to eight. Oh, I'll go. Well, I'm taking over seven. Where do we want the assist to be? Hey, I'm, I'm waiting to see where the steals number is going to be because we've heard 1.1. We've heard one. We've heard 0.9. I don't know how to do the steals numbers. I guess I'll take over 0.9. Okay. So then do we need to do three? He's going to break out this year. He's going to have a, he's going to have his breakthrough season. I think you got to be, I think you need to step up. That's where my law. I think he's 20 and eight at least. 20 points, 8 assists. 20 points, 8 assists. Within, within, we'll call within like a decimal point of push. If he's like 19.9 points, I'm not going to, you know, nickel and dime you there. We're talking 20 points, 8 assists for John Morant. He's got to get within like a decimal of that. Yes. I'll give you I'll give you 19.9 and 7.9. How's that? <laughs> to make it weird. Okay. And I do think you need to nickel and dime. I mean, I think the number, I mean, there's a surety on the line here. It has to be. If he's at 19.8, that's not going to cut it for me. Yeah, no, 19.9. 19.9 and 7.9. 19.9, yeah. I think he can get to 20. Okay, 19.9 and 7.9. And and you win You win a jersey. Anything less and I win a jersey. And then just like throwing this out there, I feel like 1.5 triples is possible. We don't, need to make, we don't need to make that part of it. We don't need to make it part of it. We have a few more names to discuss. So... Let's uh, let's get into it now. So, Jared, based on some... Oh, yeah, Steve, go ahead. Before we do that, you are going to be on the clock in this draft once Dan Besbris picks. Uh, who, are you look, who are you looking at? Have you thought about it? Nope. Nope. I think I took Lillard at seven. Is that right? Uh, is that the draft? Am I talking about the right draft? One of these is a real no. draft. One of them is a mock draft, right? Different draft. You took... Um, oh, is that the one where I just Giannis. took Lonzo Ball? That's the one where I took Lonzo Ball. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of a good segue, if you'd like. Uh, in, in this draft that we're talking about that started this kerfuffle, I took Lonzo Ball ahead of John Morant uh, in round four. And if I were to do it again, I would switch that. I would rather have Jaw. And I would do that. I would do that. But maybe. Oh, okay. Because Lonzo has just as many warts. He doesn't score many points. He's bad for percentages. Uh Elite steals numbers. He's a good three-point shooter. Not sure his assists are going to be there playing next to Demar like they were in in New Orleans. Like I, I, I feel some sort of way about him. I looked at him. Right, I took him. I love Lonzo. In mock drafts, I'm typically a little insider information. I'm not always going with guys I like because I like to see how other people are evaluating my favorite players. 
I am taking Lonzo over John Morant in any and all fantasy leagues. And I and by the way, Lonzo's Lonzo's shooting. I think he shot forty one percent last year, so that's still not great. But I believe that was a career high, and his free throws were up to like seventy eight, I believe, last year. So he's actually gotten a lot better there, and. He's become a fantastic three-point shooter in terms of volume. I think he made over three per game last year. Good steals. He gets boards. I I love Lonzo for fantasy, and I think he's super undervalued. As I think his ADP is close to sixty right now, and that's where I just got. I just got him in the fifties in that uh, mock draft. So I, I think he's he's a great value personally. Putting John Moran aside, well, both of our teams are total. Like you could read off the names of our two teams and everyone could guess who drafted that because you've got Giannis and then Nicole Vucevic, Christian Wood, yeah. Clint Capella, Lonzo Ball. Yeah. I've got, there we go. Yeah. Wow. I really like that a <laughs> lot actually. Uh, and I've got Luca, but then in the second round, I really thought I was going to get, I was hoping I'd get Michael Porter Jr. or Trey or someone like that, but Everybody was gone, and I just I did something that I've never done before. Didn't even think I would do, and I, I took Zion. Zion at the end of round. Ooh, Zion and Luca. That's then beautiful. I went Lamelo, my 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 guy, Lamelo Ball, and Karis, beautiful. Karis oh my lord! Yeah, yes, I'm. Lo- I love both of your team. That's why we brought Jared on, so he could praise us for our incredible <laughs> drafting abilities. I may disagree with you about Gerard job right i agree with you about most things listen we had a few you mentioned to me in an email like that there were a few other guys we've been talking (laughs) about recently that you disagreed on i don't really feel like we need to get into all of these guys because we went about 20 minutes on john morant so but i do think we should talk about maybe one of them so the names we were that you mentioned in your email that you disagreed on were late round brooke lopez kyle anderson and TJ McConnell. I personally feel most interested to talk about Kyle Anderson. Oh, perfect. Me too. Okay, Steve, you on board for that? Uh yeah, I, I think we do need to we do need to recognize TJ McConnell's steals last year. Dude, like, TJ McConnell is an incredible it, He's a he's a polarizing Okay. He's a polarizing figure. <laughs> the stars aligned for him last year. I think that as a guy who well, did he was second in the league in steals though last year? Slow mo. One point nine steals, six point six assists. I just think TJ McConnell is a two category specialist. It's a guy you can get almost for free in drafts. So I, I do kind of like him. But let's talk about Kyle Anderson. Okay, last year broke out with twelve point four points, five point seven rebounds, three point six dimes, one point two steals, zero point eight blocks, one point four threes. Pretty well rounded stat line. And I did some research on Basketball Monster, and uh, not Basketball Reference. Excuse me. Uh, and last season, there were six players who averaged better than 12 points, five rebounds, three and a half assists, one steal, one three, and half a block. Okay? Six players in the NBA. Jokic, Giannis, Harden, LeBron, Siakam, and Kyle Anderson. <laughs> Obviously, Kyle Anderson is way far down, not even close to any of those guys in fantasy. My only point about Kyle Anderson that I was making the other day is Mikel Bridges, who I think goes like 60 picks earlier in fantasy, look at those two guys' stat lines side by side and tell me which guy you'd rather have at their ADP. Mikel Bridges. Because let me tell you this right now. Uh, tell me how many minutes per game Kyle Anderson averaged last year. Uh, I would guess 28 off the top of my head. 27.3. That was a career high. Do you know where he got most of his minutes? 
at the four spot. You know who was missing last year? Jaron Jackson Jr., pretty much the entire season. Uh, I just think that we are expecting him to do what he did last year again, and I just uh, I don't really see it. If he spent 70% of his minutes at power forward and Jaron Jackson wasn't there, I think we're really underestimating what Desmond Bain can do in year two, who, man, he was impressive during the playoffs. Um, or did they make the play? Maybe it was the playing. Either way, he was impressive down the stretch. I saw, I saw some flashes from him. They also took Zaire Williams, who plays the same position with the number 10 overall pick, and they traded for Jarrett Culver. It's just a more crowded situation than he's in now. Jaron Jackson's healthy. And again, he wasn't even at 30 minutes last year. It was 27.3, um, even in a year when he averaged 29.8. And this was the year where Jaron Jackson was there. He averaged 8 points a game, 5.3 rebound, uh, 5.8 rebounds, three assists, 1.3 steals, and almost no threes. The 1.4 threes last year was a career high. Yeah. Uh, before that, he had never averaged over 0.4 threes. So I don't know. I just I, I don't see him being able to replicate that production on a healthy roster with an improved Desmond Bain and a number 10 overall selection who pays, plays the same position as him. Would you draft Kyle Anderson or Jonathan Isaac? Isaac all day. Way more upside. Significantly more upside. I wouldn't argue with that. I wouldn't argue with that. I Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Um, I, I, I kind of agree with, with most of what uh, Jared is saying about Kyle Anderson. Like, it was literally, I would use the word shocking, how good he was last year. And for him to duplicate that and do it again is going to be very hard to replicate. So I, I feel like he's going to be over overdrafted in leagues. Um, but I also still love him. Like, I, I don't know why, but I've always been a slow-mo fan, and I love watching him play and run around the court in slow motion. And it's just, uh, I don't know, man. But when, I don't know. I don't know when the right time to pull the trigger on a guy like slow-mo is. I mean, I think he has a sneaky, well-rounded game for Roto as like a very late round pick, but he's not a guy that I'm, I'm looking at or, or targeting. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I, I was this observation started because his early ADP was outside the top 100 and he he outperformed that last year. And I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay, he's healthy right now in in late September. Would I bet on that guy playing uh, more than like 65 games this year? Probably not. Jonas, I apologize for that. Jonas, I apologize. I mean, look, I know listening. Jonas likes him. That's great. But I mean, he played in 11 games last year, right? So like, I don't know. I think I have my doubts about Jaron Jackson Jr. staying healthy. Kyle Anderson played at the four last year, but we, that guy can play the three. And uh, I know they have... Well, I know that Des, Desmond Bain can play the two. I mean, I think there's potentially enough room for Kyle Anderson to still get minutes in the mid to high 20s. And maybe he doesn't quite duplicate those numbers, but he's still got a well-rounded game, like you said. I think at some point he will be undervalued in fantasy if he falls far enough. And it's not a guy that I'm running to draft at like 70 or something. And as for the three-point shooting, I mean, he learned how to shoot. He fixed his shot. And that that was that was you know well publicized that he like. I also think he had some shoulder issues in his shooting arm as well. But before that, well, he took three point eight. Like he took a career high, a significant jump there. Yeah, he learned how to lock and load that slow mo set shot. And I just think he got he got a lot better. And 
I don't know. He's still like, what, 27, 28 years old. Like, I think he's got some left in the tank. And I think, again, if he's there at like 120 in a draft, then I would feel pretty good about taking him, especially if I'm taking some upside guys around him. Mm-hmm. That's fine. All right. It's a late round pick. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, how do we, how do we do? Everyone feeling good? I'm feeling good. Yeah. Some, some, <laughs> do we, do we, we covered some good ground here. Steve, how are you feeling about this? I feel like I just watched a, a fight, a pay-per-view <laughs> fight on TV. I was sort of like the the referee, I guess. I, I felt like I was I was here. I didn't say a whole lot, but that's because you guys were saying everything that needed to be said. So it was fun. Cool. Well, thanks, guys, for uh, coming on and talking this through. That is going to do it for us today. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We're going to be back on Friday to preview some fantasy storylines to watch in the Southeast Division. In the meantime, Steve is raising his hand and is going to say this. You are on the clock, and we need to see this pick live right now before we leave. Oh, boy. Wow, this is no, stunning. You trip. can't do it? No, I, I'm just going to open the thing. I don't even have it open yet. This is this is the one where I had taken Lonzo Ball. This is a stunning turn of events. I was in the middle of my outro, and now Yeah, you were happening. shutting it down. I was shutting shutting it down. And All now right. we're going to see a live pick. We're going to see how and my I'm internet bandwidth does as I open this draft window. Well, if this doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. No, uh, no, I, I got it. Players. I got it. I took Lonzo Ball at 56. Oh, my God. What pick is this? 65? He's somewhere in there. Round six, pick five. I mean, I got to do this kind of fast. This is a mock draft. I'm sorry. If this is too much. I had a couple guys in my queue. OG, Nurk, Collins. OG's Levert, gone. Gone, 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 gone. Oh, D'Angelo Russell's there, but I kind of like know. Terry Rozier, too. I know you don't, but I do. I wouldn't say I don't like him. I just like John Morant more. No, John Morant's gone. Terry Rozier is the top guy in my queue. That's why I'm going to take it. Pick 65. I need guards. I went big heavy early in this draft. So I'm going to take Terry Rozier, guys. Well, I I like hearing that news because I pick um, in four picks after that. And the guy that I want, I'm hoping is still there. A little tempting to take Cade Cunningham, though. Just tell us who you want. This is a no... Just tell us this is you- live, dude. Everybody's watching this. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. No, <laughs> Cade Cunningham is one of the guys. Ooh, I'm looking at. beautiful. I haven't. I hit, love that. I haven't. I'm going to let you have Cade Cunningham, Steve, because I have Rozier higher. You can take Cade if you want him. Look, it's done, Steve. I was in the middle of my outro, oh my anyways. God. I took oh Rozier. All right. Terry Rozier's gone. My cue just. My cue just bounced. You know how it does. There it uh, is. Oh, yep. All right. Well, now I'm going to. I'm going to finish the outro. If that's okay with you. Um, I will not interrupt your outro this time. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening on the podcast and watching live. I think I got to do the whole thing over because the music, we're going to have to re-roll the music. You know what I mean? Oh, son of a gun. Sorry, editor. Sorry. Sorry, Tim. (laughs) That's going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We'll be back on Friday to preview some fantasy storylines to watch in the Southeast Division. In the meantime... Thanks, everyone, for listening on the podcast and watching live on YouTube. Jared, Steve, thanks to both of you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. 
you'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.